Hey, welcome to the Central Westland Church Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for downloading and thank you for listening. We hope that today you find God's Word to be encouraging, challenging, and inspiring your life today. We would love to connect with you through our Facebook page and Instagram page. All you got to do is look on Facebook or Instagram and search for Central Westland Church. Please know that we love you, we're praying for you, and we hope you enjoyed this week's message. What's happening, everybody? This is Michael Jernigan right here at Central Westland Church. I am joined today by my dear, close, personal friend, uh, my longtime friend for well over 20 years because this year is our 21st year of being out of high school. Um, and so we saved her out of Silver Valley back in like middle school days. Uh, I'm joined by Keisha today. Keisha, how are you? I am very good. How are you? I am doing well, doing wonderful. The sun is shining. Um, I was up late last night. I'm a little sleepy today. A WrestleMania party, of course, um, last night, but uh, I am doing well. Good preparation for a week from now. Uh, yeah, so um, for those of you listening that don't know, uh, my wife is extremely pregnant. Um, so much so pregnant that if the baby does not come by next Monday, one week from today, they're going to go get the baby. Um, so we'll have a baby within a week. I'll be a dad of two. And I should add, extremely beautifully pregnant. Yes, she Because is. she looks absolutely amazing to be yes, having she a baby does. in one week. Yes, she does. What we want to do today is we want to take a few minutes and do two things. One, we want to recap our Sunday message from yesterday. And then two, we want to kind of add another layer to it. We want to add a little extra that we didn't have time to talk about in the message yesterday. Um, just kind of give, give you something else to think about, something else to ponder, maybe another challenge and some more encouragement um, from the Lord's Word today. So yesterday, what we talked about was having a spiritual mind. Uh, Paul talks about in Philippians 3, there's a group of people called the Judaizers, and they have earthly thoughts. They have an earthly mind. Um, and what we spoke of yesterday was there's two characteristics that come with having, well, there's multiple characteristics, but we only had time for two. And the two we talked about were, um, if you have a spiritual mind, one, you speak heaven's language um, and how the words that we say or have uh, an impact on the way people view Jesus, and we have an opportunity to witness for the Lord simply by the words that we say. Um, if we're speaking heaven's language, we're, we're speaking heaven's words. We're talking about the Lord. We're sharing his goodness. We're sharing our thankfulness for all that he's done for us with the people around us. It's easy for us to talk about a whole lot of things with people from sports to activities, the weather, to physical health, to having a baby, whatever. And none of that stuff's bad. All that stuff is, is fine to talk about. Um, but we, I think we need to be intentional with so that we, we make sure that if we have spiritual minds and we have the Lord in our heart, he should also come out of our mouths. Um, Jesus says in Matthew, 
Oh, man. I think it's – oh, yes. It's Matthew 12, 34, and that's easy to remember because it's Matthew 1, 2, 3, 4, by the way. Uh, Matthew 12, 34, Jesus says, Out of the overflow of the heart speaks the mouth. So whatever is in your heart is going to come out of your mouth. And so if we uh, are spiritual-minded people – when we have, when we speak heaven's language, we're speaking of Jesus. We're speaking of all the things that the Lord has done for us. And we, that happens in two different ways. It happens by the way we speak to other people. We talked about how nobody's got time for rude Christians. And if I ever see a rude believer, I'm calling you out. <laughs> I'm calling you out with my words and maybe with an elbow drop and a big leg, leg drop off the top rope. Um, we do that with the way we speak to other people and we do that by the way we speak to ourselves. And, um, I said yesterday, there's a lot of people in your life that, um, that want to tear you down with their words. Let's not help them out with it by tearing ourselves down. Make sure we're building ourselves up. Um, we talked about self-image. We talked about, um, self-esteem, all that kind of good stuff and how the way we speak to ourselves determine the way we view ourselves. What we want to do today is kind of put add another layer onto that and we want to take a few minutes and talk about parenting. Maybe we can give you some parenting tips. I don't know. Uh, that's a tough one. Maybe we can give you some parenting encouragement then. There you go. Maybe not some tips but some encouragement. For moms and dads out there, I believe that you have the biggest responsibility for speaking life into your kids. Um, it's your job as mom and dad, you have the direct impact on the way your sons and daughters view themselves. I worked with students for many, many, many years, 20 years, I guess, 19 years, something like that. Um, and I have seen student after student after student that just struggles with self-esteem, struggle with body image, struggles with their self-love. Um, and a lot of that I have seen contributed by the way their parents spoke to their, their kids. Now, there's a lot of factors that are involved with low self-esteem. Culture, society, friends, peer pressure, all that stuff is involved. However, I believe that from the time a kid is born to the time they're exposed to all that other stuff, parents have the ability to kind of cover that. Parents have the ability to speak life into them before they get exposed to the rude friends and those mean girls at school that talk junk about them because of the way they look. Um, so what we're going to do, we just want to take a few minutes, 10 to 15 minutes, and we want to give you some encouragement. Mom and dads, we want to give you some encouragement about the way we speak to kids. Keisha, question, question, question. What do you think the, um, the impact that parents have on there, you got three kids. You have a set of twin girls. <laughs> I had said before, before we had our first kid, I would love to have twins. <laughs> I even compared it to having two dogs so they could both <laughs> play together and take care of each other and help each other out. After we had TJ home for about two weeks, I told Callie, I said, I couldn't do two of these. No I've chance. had more people tell me that than I could probably count. Well, they always wanted twins, and then after they had one, they realized... They're good with one. I would have been fine with one total, <laughs> but we'll see how that worked out. Um, <laughs> what do you see as the impact that parents have, or the opportunity that parents have on their kids by the way they speak to them? Well, I think they have the biggest impact over anyone, especially, like you said, those younger years when 
the parents influence is the biggest influence over the child you're mm-hmm. with your child the most um they look up to you now mine are getting to that preteen age yes where i love it i'm not really as smart as they once thought i was and i'm definitely not as cool as they once thought i was um but but you have to do it early like you said you have to do it from birth because if you don't that is a long road to make up um, if you don't start it at the right age. Studies say that by the age of five, a kid has their self-image pretty much complete by five years old. My son is six. The way he views himself right now plays a big role in the way he's going to view himself for the rest of his life. First of all, how crazy is that? Right. You think the first five years of a kid's life, oh, they're playing, laughing, having a good time, pooping in their pants, all that kind of good stuff. No, those first five years are extremely important um, because they're they're figuring out themselves. Right. The, their inner self is being formed um, by the way, large part by the way their parents speak to them. Um, TJ has these uh, these these times in his life now where he has a bad self image. I'll give you an example. The other day we had gone somewhere, we're getting stuff out of the car. He had took some stuff with him because he always takes stuff with him so he can write stuff down in the car whatever and so we were getting stuff out of the car he put a notebook and a pen laid it on the back of my car when we got out of Callie's car we unloaded whatever we got at the store at Callie in Callie's car I was leaving to come here to the office I was backing out of the driveway and I was almost to, to the road and I saw his notebook and pen laying in the driveway and I thought well, how did that get out here I had no clue. So I got out, picked it up, tucked it inside. TJ said, oh, I left it, I set it on the back of your car, and I forgot it. And so when I backed up, it fell off in the driveway. Callie sent me a text about an hour later. She said, TJ has not stopped calling himself dumb because he forgot that stuff that was on the back of your car. So that whole afternoon, TJ was like, I'm so dumb. I'm so dumb. I'm so dumb because I forgot that stuff. I'm so dumb. That is the kind of junk we're trying to cut out. Absolutely. Um, Because, listen, the reality is we forget stuff all the time, right? It's no big deal. But for him, it was a big deal. And so for him, he saw himself as being dumb because he forgot the stuff laying on the back of my car. That is a perfect opportunity. And Kelly and I took this chance, took this big opportunity to teach him and to show him and to hopefully encourage him that just because you forget that does not mean you're dumb. (coughs) Excuse me. It may make you forgetful, (laughs) but (laughs) it does not make you dumb. So that was an opportunity that we had as parents to speak life into him and to uh, correct his wrong thinking that that does not make you dumb. Because if he goes into the rest of his life with the mindset, well, I'm just dumb, guess what? His effort on doing schoolwork, his effort on learning new things, he's not going to want to do it because he's thinking, I'm dumb. I'm not going to be able to learn it anyway. Right. Um, So that was an opportunity that we had to speak life and encouragement and correct that wrong thinking. Hopefully we did a good job. We'll find out the next time he makes a mistake. Uh, TJ's hard on himself sometimes. Have you had any opportunities like that that you can think of where you see like wrong thinking in your kids? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So my girls are big into softball. Uh Uh-huh. And they love playing softball. They've been playing since they were four. They're really good at it, and they they put it all out there. Are they as good as mom? Mm, They're probably better than me. Okay, there we go. Um, so, you know, they get out there and they're so terrified of making a mistake, especially Eva. Ella, her self-confidence is, is pretty good. Um, 
Eva works herself up so much before games, before anything. Um, so she is definitely the one that we have to 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 encourage more. And this weekend, she she didn't even want to get out of the car. She was so worked up about this ball game. So I had to was take, it a, was it like a big game? It was championship a, game. She was playing against her team from last year. I see a rivalry so game. It, she was playing with her friends from last year, and she was just so worked up about it. And she just kept saying. Mom, I just know I'm going to mess up. I just know I'm going to mess up. I'm going to make a mistake and embarrass myself. And I had to tell her, Eva, I make hundreds of mistakes probably daily. I mean, we all do. So it was just very important for me to let her know everyone makes mistakes. There is no one in this world living on this earth who does not make a mistake each day. But the difference is you just have to learn from it. I have said before, I have a buddy of mine got in a little trouble back in the day, um, and I talked to him back in the day. I still talk to him all the time. And I tell him, I told him then, and I would tell him anybody today, listen, we all make mistakes, like you said. It's the way we do the next opportunity we have to make a mistake, right? It's what we learn from it. It's what we, you, you get from it. It's how you go to the next opportunity. Um, if you make the same mistake twice, that's okay, too. Don't make it a third time. If you make it the third time, you've got to learn not to make it the fourth time. If not, trouble's probably getting close to you by that third or fourth time, <laughs> right? Yeah, I think you're, you know, you have to learn pretty quick from your mistakes in this world because this world is uh, sometimes less than forgiving. But one of the things that I, I saw on Facebook the other day, this quote, and it was um, towards softball, towards sports, but I think it can go towards life. It says, an error does not make you a failure, but your reaction to it might. That's right. I think that is some of the best advice That's right. that anyone can hear, no matter what their age is. Can we take a second and th talk about sports parents? Oh. Can we do it? Oh, it's terrifying. Listen, mom and dad that coaches the team out there, uh, and I'm one of oh, yeah. I'm one of you. Keisha and her husband has done this in the past. Um, here, listen, I'm all for all for your son or daughter working hard. I believe in hard work. I believe in practice. I believe if you want to get better, you got to put the hard work in. No question. And that goes for all areas of life. Um, that goes for our church work here. That goes for sports. That goes for your job being a, a garbage man whatever it is if you want to be good at it you've got to work at it you've got to practice you got to learn and you got to get better right no question but mom and dad let me just say there is more important things that goes on on a saturday than your the baseball tournament that your son or daughter is playing in so much more <laughs> there so is more. so many more things that is more important now listen i'm a competitor i like competing i like it being me against you and i like winning I like beating you. Not that I want you to lose, but I just want to win, right? Like, <laughs> right. I like competing. I right. like competition. Um, but you've got to have the right perspective as parents to know that there's more important things than that, that ball game. Volleyball, softball, baseball, basketball, whatever, it doesn't matter. There's, is, is it important? Kind of. Are there more important things? No question. No question. And I think that is something where parents can teach their kids – that, listen, I care about this game, I want to win this game, but it's not the end of the world if I don't. If I strike out this at bat, I'm not a loser. Right. <laughs> like, that doesn't make me a bad person. It doesn't even make me a bad player if I, if I have a bad game, if I don't succeed. Do we want to win? Yes. 
Is the world going to blow up if we lose this game? No. Um, that is a lesson that probably should just be like a generic classroom lesson for anyone who coaches at any age. We we played this weekend. Our girls did great. Other teams did great. Don't name no names. Absolutely not. We finally <laughs> we made it into a gold bracket championship. So for those of you familiar with it, it's a huge deal, especially for our team because we haven't been playing great. Last, the bottom half of the last inning, time had ran out. It was going to be the, the end of the game. I don't know about you guys, but in Reedsville, North Carolina, there was a monsoon. Literally, it was like Forrest Gump. The wind was blowing sideways. The wind was the, – <laughs> the rain was coming from every direction. We knew the game was over. We were winning. Um, we stood there. We were soaked. The girls were soaked. Third base was underwater. The coach for the other team said, no, we'll wait it out and we'll finish this game. And we said, are you crazy? Then he said, well, we'll come back tomorrow. Um, I don't know about you, man, but I've got better things to do on my Sunday than drive an hour away Heck yeah. to play a half of a ball game to Central see who Wesleyan wins. Central Wesleyan Church, 614 Hoover Street, 10 o'clock every see? Sunday morning. Exactly. <laughs> he should have probably been here Sunday. Yeah, he should have. Um, so, no, we uh, that plaque that they win that they can possibly win every weekend mm -hmm. was not worth that to us. Mm -hmm. Absolutely no way. Mom and dad, coaches all across the world, I believe there are ways that you can build up your students and your sons and daughters and encourage them and teach them hard work without making them feel bad in the process. A hundred percent, yes. Um, I believe in the spiritual world, in the, the Christian world, we have an opportunity to pull people closer to the Lord with us. You can't push somebody to Jesus. You've got to pull them along with you. That might be the best thing I've ever heard you say because that's absolutely You're welcome. Write it truth. down. Put it in a book. Yes. Hang it on your refrigerator. <laughs> um, and I believe the same is true with our with our kids as parents, right? Right. If, if I want them, if I want my son and future son or daughter to love Jesus with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength, one, they've got to see me love Jesus with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. They've got to see their mom love Jesus with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then I have to pull them along with me. They're not going to pass me in my love with Jesus. I'm not going to push them ahead of me. I am pulling them along with me. Right. I have more of a foundation in my life with the Lord than what TJ does because I've lived with the Lord longer. So I have to pull him, take him from where he's at, and pull him along with me, lead him along with me. And one of the ways you do that is by how you talk to your kids. Um, and you, I believe you do it the same way in sports, everything. You have to pull people along with you. You can't push somebody to get there. And when you have your priorities not in the right place, when your mind is on earthly things and not spiritual things like we talked about yesterday, you get your priorities out of line and you start to push people in a certain direction that maybe they don't want to go, maybe they shouldn't go, maybe they don't need to go, when all the time you should have been pulling them in the direction that you are. And scripturally speaking, that's with the Lord. You pull them with you to get there to where you want them to be. And oftentimes you pull them with your words and not just your words to them, but what those kids, the words that you use to other people, the way those kids hear you speaking to other people. To me, that's just as important as what you're saying to them, because if they see you treating other people badly and being rude to other people, 
then that's how they think they're going to treat people. And that's just pushing them down that path that they're not needed to go down. One last thing. Uh, a couple years ago, I, I taught a parenting class with our, with our church. Uh, we had about, I don't know, 10, 10 sets of parents in there. And I did a lot of study, a lot of research. And one of the things that I found um, was the difference with parents between um, authority and influence. And here's what I mean. As little kids, we have full authority over them, mm-hmm. right? Like TJ is six. He does what I say when I say it, hopefully when I say it. Right. Sometimes it takes a couple times. Yeah. Uh, let me rephrase. All the time it takes a couple <laughs> times. Um, but I have full authority over him. I can tell him to go sweep the floor and he will do it if for no other reason because I said so. Right. Right. As they get older, now I'm sitting here almost a 40-year-old man, um, and my mom and dad are both still living. They live right across the street from us. We are in constant contact with them. We communicate with them all the time. My mom and dad don't have that same authority over me that I have over TJ because I don't live in their house. I don't um, have to follow their rules anymore. I do kind of my own deal. But what they do have over me as a 40-year-old man is influence. Right. right. He tell if dad were to tell me you need to go wash your car. I wouldn't go do it because dad said I may would go do it because dad has influence over me. Right. Right. As a kid, as a little kid, I need to make sure I'm using my authority the right way so that when he gets older, my authority over him is not the same. My authority has dropped, but my influence over him has raised to the roof. Right. You understand? So that it's not so much I'm telling him to do something, but I'm influencing him to do something. And he, I have that influence over him because of the authority I had over him when he was a kid. Because he trusted me. I spoke words of love. I spoke words of life into him as a kid. So he trusts me when he turns 40. And I'm, oh gosh, when TJ's 40, wow. 30, I'm uh, <laughs> 70... 77, I think, so that when I'm 77 and he's 40, it's not so much about authority, but it's about the influence that I have over him because of the way that I spoke to him and treated him when I was 40 and he was six. Right. Does that make sense? It does. Um, I think if, if, if mom and dads could, could understand and could maybe not understand, but could accept and live a life the way you treat your kid as a little kid has a big impact with the way one they're going to turn out as adults. Right. I remember reading years ago, um, parents of boys and girls, you're not raising boys and girls. You're wa- raising husbands and wives, coworkers, teammates. Right. You're doing all that here at six. You may not understand it. You may not see it, but one day what I'm teaching TJ at six, he's going to treat his wife like that at 30. Right. Right. The way he sees me treat his mom is the same way he's going to treat his wife when he's 40. Exactly. The way that I treat him as a son is the same way he's going to treat his kids uh, when he's 40. Um, so, one, we're not raising kids. We're raising adults. We're speaking life and hope and the Jesus into them as kids so that when they become adults, they have that foundation. And two, um, if parents could understand that we have an opportunity with little kids to impact the way they see themselves um, so that we speak life into them as little kids so that when they meet the mean girls in middle school, so that when they get, uh, get peer pressure in high school, what we instilled in them as little kids will pay off in the long run. 
I agree. And Thank I will you. say one thing. <laughs> I know you and I know your mama. Yep. And if your mama told you to come sweep the floor, you'd be over there sweeping that floor. Yeah. Now, listen. <laughs> let me, no, you're right. You're completely right. And let me say this, too. The Bible talks about even if you're if I'm 60 and my mom and dad are still living, they have authority over me because they're parents. Right. 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 But their authority is not the same. It's it's more influence. There's still authority. It's a respect. It's, yeah, it's a respectful. It's, it's, yes. it's honor, right? The, the Ten Commandments call it honoring your mom and dad, right? It's honor. They they ask me to do something, I do it. They tell me to do something, I'll probably do it, right? Just because they're mom and dad. But I don't have to do it. No. Right? And that's no. where the authority comes in. Right. Right? The hopefully if a policeman pulls up behind you today with their lights on, telling you to pull <laughs> over. Hopefully, you will obey that authority, and you will pull over because right. you obey authority. As a 40-year-old man, I don't have to obey what mom and dad say. I, li- I pay my own mortgage, right? If mom comes over and says, you need to clean this up, I will probably clean it up, but not because I have to do it, because she said, but because she's probably right. Right. Right? Like, in, in, um, I want to honor mom and dad and do what they want me to do, do what they think is best for, for me and for them. And so that's honor, that's respect, like you said, and it's also the influence that they have over us as grown kids. Right. I've said forever, I don't care until, as long as my dad lives, when I'm around him, I always feel like yeah. I'm that cat, like that 15-year-old kid. Like, yeah. it's just a, it's a strange feeling. And I think it's a feeling that when you're raised properly with the respect right. and stuff, and when you're treated the right way as a kid I think that's just natural to have that feeling the first time that my husband and I took our kids not just on a short trip but we drove to Florida to take them to watch some softball games I looked at Lewis and said this feels so weird because for one my dad usually goes on vacation with us but two I told Lewis I still feel like a kid like it feels so weird to be going this far away from home and we're responsible for all these kids sitting in the back seat. This just feels like our first time really being adults. Like, yes. it just felt strange. Like, yes. I'll always feel like a kid when it has anything to do with my parents. I agree. And, and I've, I've been in that same situation where you have the grandparents, you have yourself, and then you have my kids, the grandkids. You're almost kind of stuck in the middle. Yeah. Right? Like, like you want to be dad to mom or dad to the kids. They want to be grandma and grandpa to the kids. But also, they want to be mom and dad to you, and so it's a it's a weird dynamic, and you're kind of stuck there in the middle, um, where it's just it's just odd. It's just it is. It's just, a, yeah. it's just a strange. strange it's feeling. it's a good feeling though, because one, um, you have the responsibility for for the kids. They have responsibility for the kids. They are still feel responsible for you. Yes. You feel responsible for you. And also, with aging parents, uh, parents may not want to hear this, but you as a kid feel responsible for them. Yes. It's, a, it's, it's an odd place to be, but it's a good place to be. Um, it's a great place to be because that is what the Word talks about, we, how you honor your mom and dad. Um, and part of that is taking care of them the same way they took care of you. And I don't feel like you can get there unless it starts with what you're talking about, with the right words, right. with the right encouragement. Right. With the right leadership. Mom and dad, listen, we love you. Keisha and I are in this mom and dad fight with you. <laughs> like we, Keisha says she has almost preteen kids. Uh-huh. Um, she's in the fight more so than I am. Oh, you're getting ready to be in a big aspect. old fight. And I am, in, I am still in the, um, getting ready to be in like the newborn baby fight <laughs> all over again. Yeah. Uh, but I'm also in the, in the, the, uh, the elementary school fight, right? Like 
TJ is the same way as your kids. He, TJ is smart. Like, he really knows a lot of stuff. He, it amazes me how fast he learns stuff. And what all he's learned in six years is amazing. Uh, but he thinks he knows more than what he does, oh, right? Yeah. And I don't think that ever stops. There are times when I'm talking to my mom and dad, and dad's talking about something, and I'm thinking, I know more about this than you do. Like, this, I, you don't have to tell me this, I know, right? right? But you still listen. Yeah, of course you do. Yes. Um, so, so mom and dad, listen, we're in the fight with you. We're parents with you. We love you. We're praying for you. Um, we just wanted to give you some encouragement today to just pay attention in the way you talk to your sons and daughters. Pay attention in the way that you build them up. Your words have the, uh, have the ability to either build them up, the Bible says, or to tear them down. And we want to make sure that when they become middle schoolers, high schoolers, college age, into uh, their adult life, um, we want their foundation to be what you spoke to them as four-year-olds, five-year-olds, six-year-olds. And you have the ability to, in part, determine the way the outlook of their life is. Um, you have the ability to determine the way their, what their worldview is and how they react to bad situations by the way you speak to them and by the way they see you speak to other people when certain situations go down when they're five, six, seven, eight years old. Um, is the same way they will react to those situations when they're 35, 36, 37 years old. So mom and dad, we love you. Uh, we're in it with you. We want to take a few minutes today to simply give you some words of encouragement, maybe a little challenge, um, and just to, to watch the way you speak to the people around you, watch the way you speak to your sons and daughters, and pay attention to the way you speak to yourself, because uh, all of that plays a role in, in your life and the people's lives around you. Right? That's exactly right. I was listening back to our sermon yesterday, I was listening to it this morning, and I said right like 18 times. <laughs> <laughs> I need to replace that with like, amen or something. There you go. We'll see. All right, everybody. This is Michael Jernigan and Keisha Davis here at Central Westland Church. We, uh, we meet here Sunday mornings, 10 o'clock, 614 Hoover Street. Come hang out with us on a Sunday morning. Come worship with us. We're here every single week um, right here at Central Westland Church. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Hit that share button if you want to to help spread the encouragement and spread the love, we would appreciate it. We'll be back next Sunday with uh, our Sunday message next Sunday morning. It may not be me, because I may be on baby duty by that time. We'll see what happens. Baby girl duty. Maybe. <laughs> we'll Hopefully. see. We'll see. We'll see y'all next week.